Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Billy Live Friday, or maybe you're listening to this on the Body I Love You podcast, in which case it is so cool to have you here. It is so incredible to have people um, care enough about themselves to actually listen to me talking about this stuff that I feel so passionate about, which is, of course, having you just living and leading a life where you are genuinely uh, accepting and or fulfilled and or happy with this that you're in. Uh, my name is Sydney Robolata. I am the co-creator of Body I Love You, which is a course that literally teaches you how to love yourself. If you're at all interested in taking our six-week foundations course, uh, stay tuned to the end of the call because I'll be making some announcements around that. But I, uh, first of all, want to just acknowledge that my my voice may sound a little different. I, I was sick last week and I, I continue to be sick this week. So um, if I sound down, um, I'm not. I'm just uh, I'm just a little a little sick, but certainly taking care of myself. I'm very excited and passionate, truly, about the topic today. And this topic was actually inspired by conversations that were had in this week's Body I Love You group. So we we actually have a course that launched this week. Uh, this week was week one. And we, we got to talk about a lot of things that I truly am passionate about and I think are so crucial when it comes to the experience of just loving your body and what it actually means to get there. But today I want to talk about why affirmations around your body or body positivity or body acceptance, um, as well as practicing gratitude, why those two things are absolutely lovely and amazing and how they're not actually enough when it comes to healing your body image. I feel so passionate about this. And specifically one of the reasons why I feel so passionate about it is because, um, it is not at all my intention to judge anybody else in the body except uh, when it comes to like loving your body and loving the skin that you're in. I actually love that there's so many of us out there because different people actually require different things. Uh, different coaches say things in different ways. Different coaches prioritize different things. And uh, I think it's so important for everyone who has a passion about this topic to put that out there so that more people can have access to just even the possibility that they can accept or feel neutral about or appreciate the skin that they're in. But I want to get in a little to my experience before I was a body confidence coach and when I was just kind of like a general life coach, uh, simultaneously living as somebody who did not love uh, or really accept or appreciate my body. And it was just kind of, I never really showed my face when it came to my business because I kind of made the assumption that like, oh, people are going to see my face. They're going to judge that I'm overweight. And then they're going to have the thought, this life coach is overweight. Why would I hire her? She clearly doesn't have her shit together. That's how deep body image stuff goes, that we truly judge ourselves based on our body or rather based on our fear of judgment from others. And it has us not showing up the way that we could be in our careers or in our love life or when it comes to advocating for ourselves, standing up for ourselves, when it comes to putting ourselves out there to make new friends, when it comes to like leaving our house 
because we can't decide what clothes we want to put on. Like this isn't just like, I feel great when I look in the mirror. This is it, it, body image truly, truly. We went into it in uh, uh, an intense conversation in last week's live, Leah Horton and myself about body image. So if you didn't listen to that one, I highly recommend it. But really talking about how this impacts the way that you show up. And I realized I was not, uh, frankly, I wasn't showing up really at all. In terms of my business, I was lucky enough to already be in a committed relationship, but had I been dating at the time, I certainly would have been showing up passionately there. This is a hilarious example that I bring, and it's this is so like putting myself on loudspeaker when it comes to just like the deep, embarrassing crevices of my mind, but I know that those crevices are very often the most relatable things that we can talk about, but I have a huge crush on... Um, a singer. He's, his name's Julian Casablancas. He's the lead singer of The Strokes. I've loved him for such a long time. And one of the ways that I knew that I was healing my body image is because I used to live in this world that like, if I ever met him, I would be embarrassed and I probably wouldn't say hi. And I would make myself small and just like be scared because I would be so afraid that, um, you know, he, he just like, wouldn't think of anything of me. I was just convinced like he he would never be attracted to me I just like lived in that world and and that made me feel really small and embarrassed and one of the indicators I actually shared this as a win in body I love you when it happened but I went to um see one of his concerts uh last year and I just remember sitting there just in in my outfit and just sitting there in my body and this is after of course I've done so much work on my own body image and self-love and I remember one, one of my thoughts was I I would feel so confident if he were to see me today like I just he yes like I'm I'm so beautiful of course he would think and feel the same which again is such an embarrassing thought to put on loudspeaker but I know it's a relatable one. And of course, we're not living from this world of like, we're only beautiful if we can seek validation from others. That's not at all what I'm pointing to. But I went from a reality of like, oh my God, I hope he never sees me because that would be so embarrassing to, oh my God, I, I hope he sees me because well, what a treat that would be for him <laughs> to, to be able to, to witness my beauty. And that is just such a huge thing. But I, I want to point to how when I lived in this place of not feeling comfortable or confident at all in the skin I was in and how when I did encounter any sort of like coach that I saw on social media, I felt like I wasn't able to relate to any of them. And I felt like none of them actually had this secret sauce for me um, when it came to loving the skin that I'm in. Because how these coaches landed for me is I would, I would look at their social media and it was all very pretty and pastel and posed. And it, it really felt performative in the sense of look how happy and amazing and fulfilled I am. Don't you want some of this? And something else that I have yet to mention today, but is definitely something that I speak to a lot, um, you know, on this podcast in these lives, is that I live with depression. My, my I've, I've lived with depression for a very long time. I was officially diagnosed in 2016 after years of feeling pretty debilitated from my own brain. Um, my depression got so bad that I almost quit coaching because I thought that that was. Uh, 
hilarious <laughs> oxymoron that like there there's no such thing as a depressed life coach who the hell would hire me but it's important that I say that because I was also functioning from this not only am I not feeling confident but I'm depressed so when it comes to depression so many people who don't experience depression certainly not the way that I do when it comes to how to effectively get yourself in a position or in a place that you actually feel empowered. It's all very fixy. I I've heard so much of like, well, what about your morning routine? And have you tried affirmations? And you should just be grateful. You should just be so grateful for your body and your life. Look at all these amazing things. And as I say here today as a life coach, those aren't bad points. You know what I mean? Like morning routines, like mornings very often set the tone for the rest of your day. I'm not saying your morning routine needs to look like anybody else's. I'm saying you need to figure out the exact morning routine that works for you. Affirmations are those great when it comes to actively creating new neural pathways in your brain to legitimately change your thought process. Yeah, those are great. Practicing gratitude, does that do the exact same thing? Yes. When we're able to look at our life through this place of appreciation versus victimhood and darkness. Those are all extremely beneficial things. But again, when you're talking to somebody with depression, those concepts do not compute. They just, they simply don't. It's just not something that during that time, I didn't have access to that. Anytime I heard that, it was an eye roll and uh, you clearly don't understand me. I'm not into your performative happiness. Uh, you know, I'll just be over here. In, in shame doing my own thing. I literally, because those were the only coaches that I was seeing, I lived in this place where it was like, I, maybe I'm not meant to love my body. Maybe body love isn't for humans like me. Maybe if I'm walking around with depression, maybe that's not something that I actually like have access to, uh, which, which breaks my heart to think about that now, because it, it truly couldn't be further from the truth. And in terms of me being a coach with depression and that not being a valuable thing, I sit here today knowing crystal clear that that couldn't be further from the truth either. Because actually what I learned is that I probably needed a coach who lived with depression. I have a coach now who's depressed and I don't think who has depression and I don't think I could ever hire a, a coach or someone who, who truly could support me unless they understood my struggles with depression and anxiety. Because when somebody doesn't get it, they don't get it. And there's actually nothing wrong with that. But those people will very likely not have the answers that are appropriate for me because they don't know what it's like to live with a brain with depression. So I, I slowly but surely learned over time that my depression uh, as a human and specifically as a coach is actually my superpower because I'm able to see things in a specific way. I'm able to say things in a specific way. I'm able to speak the language of people who struggle with the same things that I struggle with. And that's super important because self-empowerment and creating acceptance within yourself isn't just for happy people. It, it isn't just for people who don't struggle with depression. It truly is something that is a gradient that we're able to meet everyone at in some way, shape, or form. Everyone's journey looks different. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. 
So I feel very passionate about this topic because again, when I would encounter coaches, it was just kind of like, try these affirmations on a daily basis and tell me how you feel in 30 days, but you'll love yourself. Or it was very much like, you should just be so grateful, practice gratitude, practice gratitude. Those things are valuable. And the thing that I kind of liken it to, excuse me, the thing that I kind of liken it to is when it comes to poor body image, and when I say poor body image, I mean that you perceive or you have a fear that you are perceived as uh, not acceptable, not, not desirable, as less than, as ugly, whatever your word is when it comes to viewing yourself and viewing your body. When you have poor body image, affirmations and gratitude is essentially like just putting a really pretty band-aid on top of a, of a nasty infection. It, it, you know, you're doing the act of doing something, but I'm doing something. I'm putting this band-aid over it. That, that should be more than okay. But we're not actually addressing the infection. We're not actually addressing what is happening. This was something that one of our participants said within our call this week of like, yes, I feel like I've done all those things. I, I've gone through the motion of doing all those things. I've, I've done all the things that I'm supposed to do, but I just feel this overwhelming feeling that there's, there's something going on in my brain. There's something deep rooted in my childhood or in my upbringing that impacts my own worthiness and the way that I see myself. And I'm ready to address that. And that is exactly the conversation that we have. That is exactly what Body I Love You does. So we're not about putting band-aids over nasty infections. We're about addressing the infection. We, we, we are about what is actually going on here. And the fact of the matter is, is though that process tends to be beautiful, it is very often not pretty. And the difference between those is, Pretty, I view as like aesthetically pleasing, like, oh, just what a, what a pretty journey, like what a beautiful thing. It's pretty to me, lands very surface level and, um, and pleasing versus something that is beautiful, which is, can be gut-wrenching and, and sometimes horrific and saddening. And it's truly, we all struggle with these things when it comes to the way that we were raised. More often than not in Body I Love You, we point to the relationship that we had with our parents or whoever raised us. And no, this is not a session where we hop on and just talk shit on our parents for an hour each week. That's, that's not what this is. We actually lend so much grace and empathy when it comes to how we were raised because we're all just raised with tools. Our parents have these tools. They give us those tools and then we do the best that we can with those tools. They got it from their parents, their parents got it from their parents and so on since the beginning of time. We're all just trying to do a little bit better, hopefully, than, than what we were raised as. Our parents did the best they could with what they had. That is something that, um, that we uh, you know, allude to a lot when it comes to how we were raised. And this is something that I say very frequently in our, in our course, every parent fucks up their kid. It's just what happens. Every single parent, there's not a parent on the planet that has the capacity to meet every single need of their child, nor are they supposed to. That's actually not what it means to be human. 
we can barely meet our own needs consistently, let alone an entirely other separate human being. It's not a possibility for one person to meet all the needs of somebody else. And that is where our, that's where our stuff comes from. That's where our trauma comes from. That's where our neural pathways come from. That's where our body image comes from. Our self-worth comes from. It all stems from stuff like that. So we very often hear people bringing up examples that they remember when they were like five years old or something that happened in third grade where a, a boy in school said something mean to them and how they're in their 50s now and that that sentiment is something that still echoes through their head. And people often feel silly because of that. How am I still thinking of that thing that happened in third grade? Am I that pathetic? And we have a lot of judgment on top of it. The fact of the matter is, is that's not pathetic. It's just literally the way that our brains work. That had impact. You were so impressionable at that age. You were literally forming your brain at that age. So if that had impact, that had impact. And of course, it's going to impact the adult that you are today. So this is exactly what I'm referring to when I talk about like addressing the infection. When it comes to your body image, where did this stuff come from? Maybe your mom made a handful of comments throughout your life about certain attributes about your body or comparing you to somebody else or commenting on your food. And it would be totally normal and actually expected if that impacted the way that you view yourself and the way that you view your body. That is such a common experience that we hear. Other parents, maybe it was a lot more than a handful of times, which in those cases, of course, that impacts your self-worth and the way that you see yourself. So when it comes to that stuff, in Body I Love You, we talk about themes that are so much deeper than the pretty, the pretty things. We speak to the beautiful journey that is genuinely, truly, essentially healing so many parts of yourself. So there's two themes that I'm going to introduce to this conversation today that we talk about in Body I Love You, and I'm going to tell you why they're so important uh, when it comes to the healing journey. So one of the topics that we discuss in Body I Love You is forgiveness and boundaries. And we very intentionally talk about those two topics within the same week because we say that like boundaries are the two and the one-two punch that is forgiveness and boundaries. When it comes to forgiveness, very often we discover that we feel this need to forgive ourselves for how it's gone in the past, for how we've treated our bodies, for how we've talked to our bodies. Very often there are other people to forgive as well. Your second grade teacher that made a comment about your body, your parents, your aunt, your, your best friend's dad who said something inappropriate, traumas that we're healing from. Maybe you've grown up with a really frustrating relationship with like the medical industry. Maybe, maybe you struggled with some things and you just always felt like your body was an issue or a problem. It is so common and it's so, it is so normal to come across those things. So it, it is so important to learn how to actually generate forgiveness. And forgiveness is not ever for the person that you are forgiving. Forgiveness is for you. For, forgiveness is releasing the hope of a different past. And it's actually taking responsibility. I love breaking down the word responsibility because when a lot of people hear the word responsibility, they hear like blame or shame. And that's not at all what we're talking about. We're talking about your ability to respond. 
things in the past have already happened. You have the responsibility to create something different moving forward. You have the ability to respond. You have the ability to heal. You have the ability to scream into a pillow or punch a punching bag or write a really strongly worded letter and then light it on fire, whatever your idea of forgiveness is. And that is something that we explore as well of like some people who maybe we say that we are wildly forgiving because that's what a lot of people pleasers tend to do. So we just kind of say the words as to make other people more comfortable, but maybe we're still holding on to that stuff and that's not fair to you. So what does it really look like to forgive others for yourself? What does it really like to forgive you for yourself? And the reason why we pair boundaries with this conversation of forgiveness is so that we are not consistently and reliably putting ourselves in the same positions over and over and over again that have us constantly in need of forgiving others or forgiving ourselves. Once we've created forgiveness, by the way, forgiveness isn't like this one and done thing. It's not this thing that we do one time and then all of a sudden we've we've just forgiven forever. It is so normal to be triggered. It is so normal to, you know, just have, have memories, have just ugly surface again. And then sometimes we need to do the work again. That's more than okay. It's to be expected. But when we're able to practice forgiveness, we essentially like have this, this clean slate of of energy, of, of something that we can put in its place. And it's important to set boundaries around ourselves to, to essentially protect our, and we're not consistently putting ourselves in these situations that we're having to forgive other people. Cause that can be so exhausting. This is also a conversation, a conversation of self-advocacy. If you consistently find yourself in situations where you're needing to forgive other people, it's just super valuable to get curious why you're consistently in those positions. What is it about you? What are you creating? What are you allowing? What energy are you attracting to be in these situations? Again, that's not coming from a place of blame or shame, but rather your ability to respond. It is your responsibility to create something different. So forgiveness and boundaries are a theme that we feel super passionate about. Another one when it comes to actually addressing the infection is shame and vulnerability. And these are very intentionally talked about in the same week as well, because this is something that Brene Brown has said, I'm fully paraphrasing here, but shame hates to be talked about. Shame can only exist in the darkness. So I find that a, a vast majority of our Body I Love You participants come to this conversation feeling so ashamed of not only their bodies, but of their thoughts about their bodies, because we are consistently having this conversation in the dark because we feel weird or strange or abnormal or whatever. So we're not actually talking about it. And what we realize when we get into these groups is that what you're struggling, no matter what it is, folks, we all have some version of the same story of something about our body that we feel ashamed about, be it in our physical body or our brain's relationship to our body, that we feel we would just out ourselves and it would be so mortifying and people would be concerned about us and we just like would stick out like a sore thumb and it would be so embarrassing. But what we realize is that your experience is so common and so normal and so valid 
and totally something that you can switch up if that is your intention, if that is what you want to do. So something that I like to say is if shame can only exist in the darkness, vulnerability acts as a light. When we practice vulnerability, when we practice connecting with other people, we're able to shed light on that shame. And another analogy I like to use, it's almost like when you're a little kid and you're just convinced that like there is a monster in your closet, 100%. But you're too scared to open that door and actually like see if there's a monster because you're so terrified of that monster. So maybe you live for years, maybe you live for decades being terrified to actually look at the monster in your closet that you've created it to be this big, hairy, scary, disgusting thing that for sure definitely exists in your life. But when we practice vulnerability, we're able to create the strength to get up, to turn on the flashlight, to open our closet door and to see that the monster is like an adorable little mouse that like got lost from its family and is just really scared. That is what we're able to see. So that one can be painful. That one can be scary because we are so afraid of rejection when it comes to putting our shame on loudspeaker. And the fact of the matter is, is that the remedy to that is practicing vulnerability within a safe community, of course. I'm sure everyone can hear on this call that not everyone is a safe space to practice vulnerability. If people are too caught up in their own stuff or their own judgments or their own like teachings that they've been led to believe about life, sometimes they're not safe. And sometimes your vulnerability would not be received from a loving safe space. That is exactly why we create this community in the very intentional and intimate way that we do to actively create a space for people to be brave and actually practice that vulnerability. So having said all of this, Affirmations and gratitude are great, but they are not enough to heal your body image. Finally, when we get to our final week of Body I Love You, that is when we talk about gratitude and celebration. Because again, it's a valuable and important tool, but there's so many other themes. There's so many other topics that we need to address before we're able to get there, before we're able to get to the pretty band-aid or the thing that feels like fun and light and all that good stuff. There's, there's a lot to tend to when it comes to healing your body image. And it's coming from a place of acceptance and validation and normalization. I cannot stress enough. I, I just, I, I can hear it in my brain right now. There's people listening to this just truly believing that they're the exception to everything that I'm saying. And I can promise you, you're not, your experience is valid. You're not alone in your story. And there, <laughs> excuse me, there is something available to you to create something different. But the difference between where you're at, where you are now and where you would like to be is the intentionality in creating something different. This isn't gonna be something that you stumble upon. This isn't gonna be something that somebody else can do for you. This isn't gonna be something that simply investing money into something is going to do for you. It's up to you to put in the work, to actually do the hard things. And like I said, it is very seldom pretty, but more often than not, it is entirely beautiful and well worth the journey well worth the pain. 
I can promise you that. So for anybody who is trying to heal their body image with just really pretty sounding affirmations that you don't even believe and, uh, and practicing gratitude, and you're just kind of using gratitude as like a magical spell of like, okay, I've been doing this for three months now and nothing's changed. What's happening? Gratitude isn't a spell. Neither are affirmations. Uh, I do not recommend faking it till you make it. That, that is not my, my thing that I practice either. Um, when it comes to affirmations, it, it has to be something that you can buy, something that you can get behind. Very often, these practices look like baby steps to meet you where you're at. Um, anything else is just putting a pretty Band-Aid over a nasty infection. And it's not actually doing anything for you. Even when you feel like you're going through the motions to do something about it, it's not actually doing anything for you. So all just in terms of calling you out for stuff that you may have tried, also giving you pointers of other places to look. And again, at Body I Love You, we've created so much intention around creating this safe, brave space for you to heal out loud openly and in a place where you will always be received with love, where we get to talk about these topics that you get to take with you for the rest of your life. You'll have these tools, you'll have these conversations, you'll have these, these memories and these breakthroughs for the rest of your life, regardless of what age you are, regardless of what stage you're going through in your life. So I do want to let you know, I, I did say that we have, we had a Body I Love You group launch this week, but we actually keep doors open until week two. So if you are wanting to hop in on mine and Leah's group, it is not too late. Um, doors will close at 3.30 PM Pacific Standard Time next Wednesday. So that is Wednesday, the 26th doors for that group are closing. And we also have another group launching hosted by uh, Jen and Tonya. I think we have three spots left in that group. That group launches Tuesday, May 2nd. And that group is at 5.30 PM Pacific Standard Time. And uh, mine and Leah's group that launched this week is at 4 PM Pacific Standard Time on Wednesdays. So if you are even just a little bit interested um, go ahead and drop a comment below asking for more information, or you can send um, myself, Jen, Tonya, Leah, whoever you feel most connected to or most comfortable with. You can always send them a DM, and we are more than happy to just have a quick chat with you, no strings attached. We feel so passionate that people are at least having this conversation, whether or not you're signing up for the course. We are we are constantly pumping out free or just like very tangible content so that whether or not you're actively in the course, you're having the conversation. You, you're doing at least a little bit of work to get you closer to living in a body that you feel accepting of or even head over heels in love with. We are more than happy to have a conversation with you. All of us hate the whole life coachy, super salesy, feels like a shark, feels gross on the phone energy. None of us are about that. It's all about what is possible for you. Is this a good time for you? If not, then hey, we'll be around. So I hope that you're having the conversation. I hope that you're doing the work. And if you're even a little bit interested or curious or intrigued, I hope that you'll reach out because there is something different for you. And we look forward to hearing from you. 
Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. It is always a pleasure. I always find these, these lives and these conversations really energizing. So I appreciate you being here with me today. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, everyone.